Ah, the age-old question and debate. Lactated ringer or normal saline? Let's take a look at the data. Data is moving fast. Saline has historically been the most commonly administered IV fluid. There has been evidence, however, to suggest that normal saline is associated with hyperchloremic metabolic acidosis, acute kidney injury, and even death. Previous observational data have been inconsistent, while previous pilot trials have been underpowered to direct differences in clinical outcomes. But data is on the move. Newer studies, like the SMART trial, that's S-M-A-R-T, from 2018, have shifted the favor towards lactated ringer and away from normal saline for IV fluid hydration. All right, so let's go back to some basic fundamental differences in IV fluids. Remember that there's different types of crystalloid fluids. Crystalloids like lactated ringers or LR or plasmalite are considered balanced fluids, while chlorine-rich fluids like normal saline are not. All right, so here it is. Crystalloids is a big category. It can be balanced or non-balanced solutions. Now, there's also colloids. Colloids include albumin and starches, but we're not going to consider those types of fluid in this podcast. Remember, we want to stick with balanced crystalloid fluids compared to normal saline. Well, let's get back to this balanced issue. What makes an IV fluid balanced? Well, hang out with me here for a minute as we cover some of the basic background and basic science of IV fluids. Crystalloids that are balanced have the presence of an organic anion like lactate and a lower chloride content and it more closely resembles the composition of plasma. Now the difference between the strong cations and the strong anions, remember that's the positive and the negatives, in balanced fluids is a value between 24 and 28. Now don't worry, we're going to explain that in just a minute. Now, in plasma, the actual difference between the sodium, that's the 142 milliequivalents per liter, and chloride, that's the 103 milliequivalents per liter, is about 39. However, by using 24 to 28 as the definition of a balanced fluid, instead of between 38 to 42, like normal plasma, is that this accounts for the dilutional effect of the fluid that is actually being infused, which dilutes the patient's albumin and alters the acid-base status. So once again, when a fluid is called balanced, it has to do with the differences between the strong cations and the strong anions. Look, perhaps an easier way to think about it is to compare this difference between the positives and the negatives of the fluid or the strong ion difference and compare it to the patient's bicarb concentration. Look, I know I've lost about 10% of you already, but hang in there because this basic science component explains the difference in outcomes between the two fluids that we're going to get into in just a minute. All right, so let's take a look at this. The difference in the fluids between the positive and the negative, the cations and the anions, compared to the patient's bicarb concentration. Now, if the strong ion difference is less than the patient's bicarb, then the fluid will be acidotic. But if the strong ion difference of the fluid is greater than the patient's bicarb level, the fluid will actually be alkalotic. All right, let's do an example to make that clearer. Let's compare two commonly used fluids, 
normal saline, which is 0.9%, and LR. For normal saline, the difference between the sodium and the chloride is 154 minus 154, so the difference is zero in normal saline because their amounts are about the same at 154. Now, in a patient with a normal bicarb concentration, that's 24 milliequivalents per liter, the bicarb is greater than the strong ion difference for normal saline, so that fluid will essentially be acidotic. This explains why patients that receive large amounts of normal saline are at risk of developing a non-anion gap metabolic acidosis. Now, the difference between the sodium and chloride in LR is actually 21 because that's 130 minus 109, and that difference is 21. Now, that's nearly equal to the patient's normal bicarb level of 24. So once again, that fluid is considered balanced because it does not cause the acidosis associated with normal saline. So there it is again. The definition of a balanced fluid is the difference in strong anion difference or strong anion balance in relations to the patient's serum bicarb. All right, look, that was slightly painful. I hate basic science. I'm a clinician, but nonetheless, we had to get that out of the way. The main differences between balanced and non-balanced solutions so that now we can talk about the outcomes and why LR is the way to go. Let's talk about that next. Balanced, not balanced. I mean, does this thing even matter? I mean, what's the difference, right? Well, the truth is, in short-term IV hydration, like one or two liters, really, the truth is, unless the patient has some severe metabolic derangement, that's probably not going to make a big difference. It's the prolonged IV therapies that carry the risk because LR seems to be preferred over normal saline. Let's take a look at this data. A recent review cited several studies associating normal saline infusion with the development of hyperchloremic metabolic acidosis, in addition to other findings. Now, recently, other studies demonstrated that NS leads to more adverse events and worse patient outcomes compared to resuscitation with a balanced fluid like LR. A large retrospective cohort study actually compared patients undergoing either elective or emergent open general surgical operations and received either NS or a balanced fluid the day of the procedure. Unadjusted in-hospital mortality and the number of patients developing major complications were significantly greater in the group that received normal saline compared to the group that received a balanced crystalloid. Now, after using propensity scoring to correct for multiple variables, the difference in mortality was no longer significant. However, here's the catch, guys. Patients that received normal saline were almost five times more likely to require dialysis. In addition, an analysis of patients requiring emergent general surgery showed an adjusted odds ratio of death nearly 50% less in the cohort that received a balanced resuscitation fluid compared to normal saline. Additionally, in a prospective open-label study of consecutive patients admitted to the ICU, those that received a balanced crystalloid had decreased incidence of acute kidney injury and less need for renal replacement therapy compared to those that had normal saline. 
meta-analysis aren't perfect, but it's a great way to take a look at varied data and streamline the outcomes for better interpretation. In a meta-analysis including septic patients, those who received balanced fluids had a trend towards lower mortality than those who received normal saline. All included studies were randomized controlled trials of adults with severe septis or septic shock. The authors evaluated multiple fluid resuscitation strategies, among them balanced versus unbalanced chrysaloids, with a primary endpoint of 90-day mortality. Now, while the complete analysis did include 14 studies and almost 19,000 patients, there was no direct trial that included a direct comparison between balanced and unbalanced chrysaloid solutions. But nonetheless, even in the meta-analysis, those that received a balanced chrysaloid like LR did better. Ah, but that's in adults. What about the pediatric population? Well, that's been looked at too. According to the pediatric data, LR still wins. In a retrospective review of a large pediatric health database that reviewed over 45,000 cases of pediatric DKA, the data showed that LR seemed to win. Only 4% actually received LR for cases of DKA, while 8% received both NS and LR, and the remaining 88% received only normal saline. Now, they found that use of LR was associated with lower overall costs, similar length of stay, and markedly reduced incidences of cerebral edema. Now, over the study period, NS was increasingly used, likely a result of guidelines based on expert opinion that recommended normal saline. And as normal saline use increased, so did the incidence of cerebral edema. Firm conclusions cannot be drawn about a retrospective study with innumerable potential confounders, but taken in light of other data like the SMART trial and the SALT-ED trial, it suggests that a switch to LR or other balanced chrysaloids may actually improve outcomes even for children affected with metabolic disorders. All right. Well, there you have it. The differences between a balanced solution like LR and a non-balanced like normal saline. The data seems to show that the time is here to switch and use predominantly to lactate ringer. Now, in obstetrics and gynecology, we primarily already use LR, but it's more for the internal medicine folks or other healthcare providers that always question the issue and the real difference between these two types of fluid. Now, some critics of LR have proposed that the infusion of lactate may worsen metabolic acidosis. However, much like the concern over lower tonicity, this concern is also a physiological argument as opposed to one being evidence-based. Sodium lactate, the additive in LR, is hepatically metabolized actually to bicarb and is not even an acid. So it appears we have a critical mass of sufficient evidence suggesting normal saline needs to take a back seat to lactated ringer. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on another episode of Clinical Pearls.